much help. Oh, he doesn't need any help. How about that? It's a happy ending for Scotland for a change. The time has come. And he's found across Al Robson Cano. He's turned brilliantly. What a goal that is. Deli Alley, Daniel Sturridge. Sturridge scores. It's over. It is over. Greece are the champions of Europe. The ultimate outsiders. And here's Gascoigne. Brilliant play! Oh! Take a bow! Rooney. He's done it again. Dear Walcott accelerating. Pulled back towards Danny Welbeck! England lead again! Trezeguet is waiting in the centre. Trezeguet! France have won the European Championship! The only thing that they have got is the big boy up front, Sigurdsson, who really, Sigthorsson. Oh, oh my word. My oh. Tell us, talk us through that, Steve. I think we know what's happened. We'll talk go us through. Getting bad results, shitting bad results, shitting bad results, shitting bad results. Welcome to the very first Man Marking Euro 2020 episode. Every Friday for the next five weeks, we'll be bringing you our thoughts on the tournament. Today's episode, we'll be running through our tournament predictions. I'm sure if you've listened to our domestic predictions episodes, you will be thoroughly excited to see who we've tipped to have a good tournament. Could Coventry make a surprise appearance? Will Wayne Rooney dramatically come out of retirement and anchor England's midfield? Who knows? Joining me on the show today is the Seth Blatter and Michelle Platini of the podcast world. Terrible men who will be watching the tournaments from afar. It's Anthony Olsen and Ryan Pulford. Chaps, are we excited? I wasn't until that intro. Uh, who's Seth, <laughs> Seth Blatter? <laughs> who's Seth Blatter? Yeah, am I Seth Blatter? Um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh, so I'm on the brains behind the whole thing. Like. Yeah, more evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ryan used to be beloved and not so much anymore. <laughs> Was a legend of the game. Cheers. No longer. Who are you? Um, uh, you that Warner fella from Trinidad. Be... Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like the worst that one. Big American fella. Was he called oh, like, Chuck, Chuck Blazer? Yeah, I'm <laughs> Chuck Blazer. I love money. <laughs> I'll be Chuck Blazer. Um, lads, are we excited? The tournament is upon us. Oh, it is literally upon us. It is today. Wait. It starts today. I know. I mean, I woke up with a bit of a sweat. I think I've got Euros fever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're here for our predictions. Are we excited for predictions, lads? Oh. We did so well on them last time when we did our domestic predictions. Yeah, but don't know much about League Two. I know a lot about North Macedonia. Well, that's quite right. I mean, to be perfectly <laughs> honest with you, it's almost like we should put a spoiler alert for the tournament on this predictions because people are basically going to know what has happened in the sure. tournament after they... I mean, Ant's got a book with words in it about each team. Yeah, basically I've got the almanac from uh, Back to the Future. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. Superb. Okay, so we've got seven categories of predictions. We've got score for the first game, tournament winner, top scorer, player of the tournament, surprise package, biggest tournament flop, those last two are not related, and how will England do? And then we'll have a little bit of other chat about what we're looking forward to, what we think is going to happen with the England team on the first match on Sunday against Croatia, and then we'll wrap up. 
and it'll be time for the tournament to start probably because I don't <laughs> think that we're going to get this done in the time that we thought we would. But True. we'll we'll enjoy it all the same. And Let's the listeners, go. you the listener, I, I haven't even addressed you yet. Hi, the listener. Thank you for joining us today. Um, hopefully you enjoy this as well. So let's make a start then, fellas. Yeah. We're going to start with score for the first game now. We have just been watching a little YouTube video, all the goals from the 2016 Euros, which was now five years ago. And the first match in the Euros of 2016. Mm-hmm. So France beat Romania 2-1, won with a lovely Payet goal. Oh, Dimitri Payet was such a nice time, I almost called it? him Diego Payet then. Yeah. Such a nice time. Oh, mate, it feels so quaint to think mm. about when Dimitri yep. Payet was in the in the Premier League and then he had that lovely season at West Ham and then he went to the Euros and he was probably France's best player for the first sort of four games. Mm. And then Griezmann sort of took over a little bit, but still. He did. It was lovely. So, first game, Turkey versus Italy. It's tonight. What are we thinking, chaps? What score have we gone for? So, I always think the opening game's a bit cagey. Everyone's Nicholas watching. Cagey. It's not normally a runaway winner. But I'm going to go Italy 2-1. I think both teams will score. It'll be nice and tight. I think Italy's quality will just show. Italy won every single game in the qualifying. The first time they've ever yeah. done that before, which True. is exciting. Turkey are tipped to be exciting to watch in this tournament. Got some good players, yeah. Yeah, they have, and... They also have got a sort of propensity to do something mad. They draw about like three all with Latvia or something not long ago. So they have got that in their kind of back pockets. And score have you gone for? Ryan's gone for a 2-1 win for the Azuri. What are you going for, my friend? I mean, Italy have done very well, haven't they, in, in the qualifiers. But, I mean, tournament football is a lot different. Pressure will be on Mancini for that. We've seen it with England loads. Well, we'll win every game in qualifying. Get to the tournament. Don't know what we're doing, but I think Mancini's got a little bit more of a handle than, like, I don't know, Roy Hodgson or <laughs> All right. or Sven. Leave Sven, Roy alone. You know, uh, I would say, along the same lines as Ryan, it'll be tight. It'll be a little bit cagey. Might be a little bit boring, so get yourself some Pringles in. Have a bit Don't of a say nice it's going to be time. boring. We're trying to get people up for the tournament. Well, no, well, we'll get up for heaven, the t- heaven knows the tournament needs us to get people up for it. <laughs> Our many um, listeners. I would, I would probably side with Italy. Um, okay. I think the striking experience would probably go a long way. I think, I hope Belotti plays. Uh, he's a very good striker. He scores a lot of goals, um, and Mancini gets a good tune out of him. Clearly, and they've had a bit of a uh, you know a revamp. Uh, you know, a load of ball players gone. Mm. A lot of young ones come in. Still a bit steely in midfield. So, I think yeah, I go with probably a, a little one nil. No, do you know what? I'm going to push the boat out. 2 0. Late, 2 late, 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 late second goal. Late counter. second goal. Yeah. 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 Simone Zazar on the counter. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not him. I went kind of down the same sort of lines. I think it'll be tight. I've gone for one all. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me to see anything happen. Anything can happen in this, the first game of a tournament. But yeah, I've gone one all. I think okay. it'll be quite tight. I think it's going to be an interesting game because. The Italians, to a degree, often start tournaments quite slowly. It's kind of a little bit in their wheelhouse to start slowly. And given that every single team from the groups is qualifying for the round of 16, even teams that didn't qualify for the tournament are going to be in the round of 16. That's how many teams are qualifying for the round of 16. The Italians can almost afford to start slowly in this tournament. But, as we say, given the run that they had in the qualifying, winning all those games, given that, in a way... 
they've almost become underrated to the point of being rated. There will be a little bit of pressure on them, and we've seen how it can say for big teams, can't it, if you don't get off to a good start. So, yeah, they're going to be itching, itching well, to get that win. If you draw the first game, it doesn't really help anyone, to be honest. No. It, it, the first game's so crucial. I mean, we'll come on to it in a bit with England, but the first game's massive because the second game just adds so much pressure. It almost becomes a bit of a knockout. And in a normal tournament, obviously this one is a little bit easier to get through, but... Um, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not it's not the most difficult of groups. It's also not the easiest of groups. You've got Italy, Switzerland, Turkey, and Wales. So there's some decent sides in there, but you can... I think it's tricky. It, it is. You can see... You can, it's... All, they're quite evenly matched. Yeah, there isn't like two top-heavy, two poor sides, yeah. and you go, it's going to be six points, yeah. and then they well, play each other. Take you've got Yilmaz, Berak Yilmaz, who's had a, an amazing season with, has. with uh, Lille, so second highest score over the country. They've got a good uh, good couple of centre-halves as well. So, yeah, so you mm. as well. They've got so, that uh, AC Milan fellow whose name I can never say. Um, Clarence Seydorf. <laughs> is it like United wanted him, Callahan you or something? Uh, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Um, Very good player, great set Kalinogium. pieces. Yeah, great set pieces. Yes, he is. He always he, he, didn't he bang one in from about seventy yards out in there. Yeah, in, he did when he was in the Bundesliga. Yeah, so be an interesting first game. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. I mean, you've already said it's going to be boring. No, I mean, I, I mean, just won't watch I it. mean, I mean, you do get those cagey affairs. I, you never know. It might be one of them yeah. where it could be. Sometimes we haven't. There, there are opening games of a tournament where they're a little bit more exciting. <laughs> I love how much time we're spending on one game here. By the way, we've got seven in-depth questions. <laughs> so excited! <laughs> okay, then we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, so tournament winner, the last tournament winner was of course Portugal. Bad two we gone for Ryan. Well, funnily enough, while we're on the topic, I've gone Italy, mm. and I think the um, I look at it and I go, they've got experience in depth so they've got still got Benucci still got Chiellini but then they've got a lot of youth on the side as well so they can go Bastoni in there really good young centre half in midfield which I think is very important they've got Verratti who doubt has, for the first game isn't he? is a doubt but you've got Jorginho in there so in those big games when you need to keep the ball we saw it in the World Cup with Modric and Rakitic you've got Verratti you've got uh, Jorginho you've got Locatelli Barella players there who keep mm. the ball up front uh, Pub's already touched on Balotti I think a mobile uh, brilliant forward but then they've got a lot of options as well you've got Insigne you've got uh, Chiesa I just think there's something about this Italy team as you said bit under the radar got a bit of everything about them I think the group while we just touched on isn't easy I think they'll get through it yeah. because the teams there you imagine it'll just be close games but they'll get at least seven points you can imagine there might be in that group I know we're going back to that group again. What a, what a group. <laughs> it might only take one defeat for someone to knock them out of that group to come in, to come in that fourth fourth position. For That's Italy it. to come in that fourth position? No, or for anyone. Any, any anyone. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but yeah, I just I just look at that team and I think we've touched on, we've had like Capellos, we've had Svens, we've had Hodgins. You've got Mancini there who's, who kind of you wouldn't expect to be an international manager at, at this stage in his career. Yeah. And he did it with Conte. I feel like there's a national pride where a bit like Hansi Flick, who's going to go to Germany post-tournament after winning a Champions League in the last 24 months. There's kind of like a, a pride to take the job over. Where in England... Even if you, if you were, go and do it and then come back into club football. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I just think, I'm looking at that team, I know qualifying can be a bit of a... It can be sort of a bit false false in, in, in the results when you look at normally at least five of the teams should play a lesser nations. 
But yeah, that they they are my tip. I've like got a bit it. of everything. I like that. Uh, and well, it, when you mention you know the the managers for for Italy, it, and you go, no, oh, there's a national pride. It always reminds me of that scene on Mike Bassett where they're like, right lads, uh, you know, managers in hospital. Who wants a job? No, he doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. He doesn't want it. And they end up going down to Mike Bassett. But yeah, I always, always find that quite funny with England. Well, that was almost what happened with England. Yeah, with Southgate. Southgate yeah. was so reluctant. Anyway, not. we'll get to England later. Yeah. Yeah. Who do you think is going to win it? Unless it is England. Spoiler no, alert. No, it's not. Unfortunately, it's not. I'm going to go against my uh, patriotic blood. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to pump for France. Lovely. I can't see... I haven't even heard them. The, un- <laughs> the underdog. <laughs> the underdog. I couldn't. Le bleu. Do you know what? You look at that. Look at the team, and you go, "Well, they were so good a couple of years ago. Yep. There's still that team. They've added in mm. in little areas as well. Arguably better. Yeah. Not even arguably. You just look at that side, and you go, oh, "You'd just love to have just one of those players in midfield." And the only weak spot <laughs> I can see, literally, because I've gone for France as well. Literally the only weak spot I can see with France is, is a fullback. That's the only weak spot I can see. And the and the Pavard and Digne and No, they're good players. I'm I'm trying to find something. Okay, yeah, <laughs> no. just, just pick Musa Sissoko. But even Musa Sissoko just becomes like yeah. amazing. I love as well, you know when sorry it's a good question because I've just spoke about it, so we've just but you know like when the wrestling when out of nowhere the music would come on. <laughs> Benzema's just done that as well. Well, so, <laughs> interestingly enough, everyone's going quite swimmingly with um, with France, wasn't it? And then apparently, um, Benzema went off injured the other day, so it was a bit of a worry about him. But I, I, it's not a big worry for me because they managed to win a World Cup without no, Giroud no, no. scoring. So Giroud came on and then scored two goals as well. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't wasn't really a problem for them, was it? No. Um, but apparently, um, there's something about. Uh, maybe. maybe Giroud being passed the ball enough, or or something along those lines, and they've had a bit of an argument. Well, there's or, also or someone like that, and Benz- apparently ben- I think Mbappe wanted to call a press conference over it. <laughs> so they're, they're, they're football manager. They're going to they're it going to um, they're going to, <laughs> to, to form like and going a bit crazy and having a bit of a few fights and stuff. So. Can I ask you both a question? As you both pick France, okay, and we- start with you, Dan. They're in the group of depth. If you think they're going to win it overall, the group of depth or the group of depth? Did I say depth? You said depth. There is a lot of depth in there that group. There is a lot of depth. Yeah, I was Let, meant. Let's to go say the depth. group of depth because um, most people <laughs> go depth. Um, yeah, the group of depth. Are they going <laughs> to win that? Um, well, as we've already discussed, everyone goes through, so it sort of doesn't really matter that much. Um, if they come in third, I suppose they might drop into the Europa League Euro- Euros. <laughs> no, but I, imagine they joke. beat Hungary. Yeah. But they lose the other two and they weren't one of the best. They could potentially it, it, be not I mean, one of the best third place teams. It's funny that group because I can potentially foresee Hungary beating one of those three. Oh, I can't. I can't see them beating them. I can see them holding them. Gabar Karali's going to have swear cuts out there. <laughs> Peter Galashi, isn't it? Yeah, Peter Galashi, yeah. in, 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 in former Tramia goalkeeper, Peter Galashi. I am. I, I, um, I, I mean, I know we're here to do a prediction show, but it's so hard to predict. I just think I don't think Germany are actually that good. Clip that. That's fourteen minutes in. Clip that for later. <laughs> I don't think Germany are that good. Portugal know how to win a tournament because they won it the last time. Yeah. France have just got the best players. I think the thing that might upset France, which we've seen a little bit from them in the sort of pre-tournament games, is deciding kind of 
what system to play and how to get all those players in there, which we've obviously had with England, which we'll touch on in a bit. But I think I think it, it doesn't really matter where they finish in that group. As long as they don't say like lose all the games, I don't think it matters so much. You got to you just get yourself out of the group. And then we've seen from France in the World Cup, they just know how to edge out those games. If they just keep it tight, they've got a good defence. Keep it tight, don't do anything stupid. We've got better players than the other team, well, I, and that's that's kind yeah. of what they what they did at the last at the at the, at the World Cup. Really, you know, you look at someone like Mbappe, Pogba on his day, and Antoine Griezmann loves it at a tournament. It's it's hard to think of a scenario. I just I just find it hard to think of a scenario where they don't win. They just they're so much better than everybody else. Yeah, I am. Um, you speaking about France, obviously. When they got through that group stage in the World Cup, and then he went and played Argentina, it was completely different to what they'd done. So they can go and do both things. Yeah, shop, um, shop, or go and outscore someone. Absolutely. I, I think, like I said, I I can't see beyond them. I think they'll finish top of that group. I think it's yep. between Germany and Portugal, and I think that'll be a really interesting game how Germany actually approach it because yeah. kinda, we kind of know what we're getting from Portugal. Yeah, and it, also what we saw from Germany in the World Cup was getting done on the counter a lot. And Portugal are good at that. Germany will be an example of having a great squad but not a great team. And yeah, their problem see seems to be they don't kind of know what the best players are. Uh, they've they're, Or best they're, formations. They're short at fullback as well. Both yeah. sides. And part of the problem because Kimmich plays in midfield. But well, Kimmich has now been, I was going to say shunted out to the right, but you don't really shunt Joshua Kimmich out anywhere, do you? But he's been put out on the right because they've got a plethora of options in the middle, so yeah. they they put him out on the. Ooh, on just the right on him, um, just on <laughs> Germany. I think they've got a player. I was reading this the other day called Christian Gunter, and obviously you've got Chris Gunter playing for Wales. I'd love them to play against each other. It'd be absolutely fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> just like his German efficient brother, <laughs> just so much better. Oh yeah, he's um. He's got about eight billion caps, Chris Gunter, as well, hasn't he? Just, oh, yeah, a great player. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair to Superb footballer. Okay, so let's move on to prediction number three. Top scorer, which in the last Euros 2016 was Antoine Griezmann. Lads, who have we gone for? I'm going to start with you then, Ant. Who have you gone for? Put me on the spot here. I'm having a little look. I now have. I because have. I'm just trying to remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Kylian Mbappe. <laughs> oh, right. What a, what Never a shock. Heard of him. What a shock. Actually, <laughs> you know, he's. N- we don't really promote those type of things, but he's he's certainly not the favourite to be the top scorer. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, he's had a, he's had a bit of a, a disjointed season. Hopefully, that might work in his favour because yeah, he might have might a little have a bit, bit of, of yeah. a bit of gas in the tank. Um. It depends how he comes back from from obviously the the previous injuries. Um. But I, I thought he just lit that tournament up in 2018. I think he's he still is terrifying, it. isn't he? Oh, he's frightening, absolutely so frightening. Yeah. And. <laughs> And for, di- um, for different reasons, <laughs> just Sunderland's wage bill. <laughs> yeah, he's just, you know, you look what he does for PSD. He plays at such a high level at such a young age, and he's going to have one of the best midfields you could want. Yeah, in Tielemans and Pogba, and and, and they'll move that team around to make sure they get the best out of him as yeah, well. Absolutely, and they'll save him. They might have a chance to save him as well for for later rounds. So it, it could yeah. be. Uh, it's hard to look beyond him, innit? Yeah, Brian, I'm going to guess you have looked beyond him. I have, and I've got a feeling I've picked the same person as you, who, to be fair, will be a popular choice, Lewandowski. No. Okay, fair enough. And the reason I'm picking him is not because I think Poland will necessarily get really far, or that he could maybe get to the quarters, 
the group is Slovakia, Spain and Sweden. He's just come off an incredible season, which I always think helps. Wasn't he the first player to score over how many goals since Gabe Muller or yeah, something? Yeah, I in the think Bundesliga. he beat his record, didn't he? Which yeah. was 41, he got 42 or 43. And you look at it and you go, not unthinkable a brace against Slovakia, not unthinkable a brace against Sweden, not unthinkable a goal against Spain. Everything that goes through the team will go through him. Um, also, honourable mentions to Immobile, because I've picked Italy, and also potentially I did have a think about Lukaku but I'll come to Belgium well, later well it's interesting Poland because Le- as long as Lewandowski's been around I think they've been dreadfully disappointing at yeah. every yeah. tournament even with the tournament they yeah. hosted yeah and, and it, it's really strange that then you watch them play and beyond they're them, too sh- they're slow yeah, the, the problem is, re- I th- remember th- Ali th- McCoist in the World Cup just going these are bad they're, <laughs> they're slow they, they, they sit very deep and he gets isolated. And the thing with Lewandowski is, is that he's the type of centre forward that needs player need, tempo. Yeah, and he needs, uh, like, he, he, he needs, um, you know, people getting it into him, and he needs people. Thank you very much. I was listening to a thing about Poland, and apparently they play with a really high line now, mm. which I think is probably to suit him, like they try and nick the ball high up and get him chances but they have quite a slow back four. Mm. So I can imagine them being in, and somebody can, somebody can do an impression here, I, I can imagine being in a shootout um, quite a lot of the time. And I see them games against Slovakia and Sweden where both sides will be fancying each other yeah. to beat each other. So you, you could you could get out the group stage of it's, five goals. It's another group that's, you know, Spain on the Spain of 10 years ago, it's another group that's fairly well matched across mm. the board, isn't it? So I, I, can, I, can, I can envisage him... Yeah. Filling his boots. Who so have to you speak. gone for? I went for Romelu Lukaku. Fair enough. I, I, ju- I just think with Lukaku, I think we saw in the World Cup some flashes of when he is at his best. There's arguably nobody more difficult to play against in world football than Romelu Lukaku when he's really at tip top. Well, you've seen it this season. And you? Yeah, he's just come off. Just the most incredible season in Serie A. And he's the type of player, Lukaku, and we saw it for the, the, the many years he was in England. He's a very confidence-driven player. He, he he clearly has a lot of self-confidence, but he can also... He sets himself high standards, and you can see he can get on top of himself if he doesn't reach them. And he'll be going into that tournament, chest out, going, I'm the best striker in the world, me. Give me the ball. Give me the ball, I'll score for you. And, and, and you know, we, we Ryan was talking about the teams they've got in the group. Denmark, Finland, and Russia. Yeah, yeah that's who Belgium yeah. have got. You know, if he comes out of that group with six goals, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going mental, but you wouldn't be, you you wouldn't be surprised if him if, if to get a good few in that in. And we saw it in in the in the World Cup as well. Belgium scored a few in the in the group stage, and yeah, I I um, scored a lot. Yeah, they scored a lot of goals. <laughs> so I, I yeah, Romelu Lukaku well, for me. You're saying confidence, and I just keep going back to that bit where he just stood up to Zlatan. I'm going. I've never seen that. Yeah, I've never seen anyone go. I've never. Do you know? What? I've never really seen anyone take Zlatan on because he's so big and he's what so. About Joey Barton. I mean, did he take him on? I don't think he understood <laughs> what was going on. Zlatan did he? But um, I. He was I, going. I, I'm going to get Fleetwood in the league one play. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anyone stand up to, to Zlatan. Anyway, it doesn't really happen. Probably because Zlatan just thinks these things happen. I don't know. But for Lukaku to stand there and go, no, I'm. I'm gonna go for you, here. yeah. And here we go. Look, look, some people say it was a bit ugly and whatever, which I think it towards the end it was a little bit. But you're talking about that confidence, chest out. I'm gonna go in and 
and be this yeah. wrecking ball, not a Fabergé wrecking ball like he has been in the past. And it, you're exactly right. Do you he, remember that he's, game? He's worthy of being a favourite to be top scorer. Do you remember that game in the World Cup when they, they played Brazil? And I think they beat them 1-0. Yeah. And there was a bit in that game, it happened a couple of times, but there's one I specifically remember. He, he, I think he will have been up against um, Thiago Silva, potentially somebody else, but I, I think it was Thiago Silva. So we'll caveat it with Thiago Silva's not young. But he got the ball out on the touchline with his back to goal. He was about 40 yards from goal. And he just pushed, he just turned and pushed it down the line in the same motion and just powered past Thiago Silva like he wasn't even there. And you were just like, fucking hell. Yeah, like, he's, fa- he's fantastic like, to watch when he's on and, it. And so I just Yeah, it was Thiago Silva. Yeah. Just checked, yeah. When he gets into that, into that, into the groove. Um, he was probably at the peak of his powers, 32, 33, silver at the time. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's never been quick, but I just think with with Lukaku, he's on it. He's when, proper when on it When people realise you don't put the ball on his head, you put it in his feet on mm. front of him. Just it's, imagine he's a foot smaller. There's, there's, that's, that's the way to think about him. He's almost impossible to defend against yeah. shoulder to shoulder, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's because he's he's, a, well. he's a superb footballer, but he's also extremely fast and extremely strong. And you just think, what on earth am I meant to do against this fella? I just have to try and foul him, and even that looks horrible as well. <laughs> um, right, so we'll move on to the next next section then, chap. So we've got player of the tournament, which in 2016 was also Antoine Griezmann. What are we going for, Ryan? Let's start with you. What have right, you then. gone for, Danny Reid? I've gone for. The ever-present. The man with two lungs. N'Golo. He's got more than two lungs because everyone has two. Okay. The man with three lungs, N'Golo Kante. Oh, why didn't I go first? I've also gone for N'Golo Kante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, N'Golo Kante has just gotten better as the season's gone on. Ridiculous. In the, the Champions League final was actually farcical how good he was. Um, I think France are going to win it. I think they're the best team. And I think in order for them to be the best team... Kante is the player who can make that happen. He can set the tempo better than anyone in in yeah. in, in that tournament. So, yeah, I think if because the thing is, if Kante plays well, Pogba will probably play well, and then if Pogba plays well, Griezmann will probably play well, and then if Griezmann plays well, and Mbappé will play well. And the thing well, is, with Kante, he just starts that chain reaction for that team. Like to, to back up what you're saying, there's no one in that France team that wants to do that job because yep. they're all Griezmanns and Mbappes, Pogba's players who yep. want to be on the ball and do stuff. You say to him. You get us the ball. Yeah. Like at Chelsea, Take it was us 10, 15, where 20 it was yards like, up the pitch. We're trying to play him 10 yards further forward, or this is where Jorginho sits, so you can't be there. Like at France, he's just Kante, and he's just off the back of man of the match in the Champions League final. As you say, he can run all day, but he's actually quite good on the ball as well. Probably doesn't get enough credit for how good on the ball he is. One of the skills that he's got, yeah. which makes a huge difference at this level of, of, of the game, because, because it can. And we'll see it. You know, we've seen it with international football. It can sometimes be slow, and it needs someone to just change the tempo a little bit to just move from one gear to the next very quickly. And that's something Kante does really well. He'll take the ball in a space. He'll get out of that space. He'll move you fifteen yards up the pitch, and he'll just create that little bit of space, little bit of room for those players. And I think, you know, the ball winning side of it, we obviously all know about. But I think that side of it is just as important for him in terms of turning what is a pedestrian piece of play or a potentially dangerous piece of play in your own third 
into an attacking movement. Especially and, and with the pace they've got. Exactly. Especially yeah. with the, the pace. transition that he brings from one end of the pitch to the other is crucial. So now you know that me and Danny have picked the right person. Who did you get wrong there, Ant? <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of who I got wrong, can actually. we can we can we just timestamp that at twenty six and a half minutes for when Ant picks the right player here? No, speaking of who I got wrong before, I think I mentioned Taylorman's being in the front squad, and that's obviously not right. So anyone who's been shouting at me for about twenty did you say Taylorman's in the yeah, front squad? I don't know why. Don't know why you mean happened. in Talisa? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Taylorman's. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so, no, I'm sticking with, with France and I'm sticking with Kylian Mbappe. I just think he's that good. Yeah. I think goals are flashy. Goals are going to get him France there. to be dumped out now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> hung, hungry too. France, <laughs> nil. <laughs> Zoltan Guerra with a double. Alf Harrogate got in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, the thing with France is, is that, it, like, I mean, it's not, it's, it, I feel, I feel stupid to say how good they are, but they, there is, options all over the pitch for it's them it's almost that thing of like it's the most obvious one but then you go oh well what are the reasons why not i've done this plenty of times i've looked at things and gone that's gonna win why won't it win why am i picking holes in it i don't want to pick any holes in it mm. let's just say yeah there you go that, that wins it doesn't have to be flashy you don't have to pick a you know outsider i went on some website and it did like a prediction of what based on it was a whole load of algorithms that were I wasn't really that interested in, but it it kind of was mapping out what team's potential routes through the the tournament were, and then gave every team a percentage chance of winning the tournament. And Francis was like eighty percent, and you were just like, oh, "That's that's quite a high." I, I mean, I, I'm I'm not going to say I'm a percent expert, but as far as I'm aware, eighty is quite a high percent. <laughs> it's probably when you go, Phelan Mendy, Umbacano, Ndombele, Ayolo. Camavinga, Are these players who aren't going? Fekir, Ig, uh, yeah, Ikone. Like, the, <laughs> like, they were getting most other sides. Yeah. Um, the Uber Meccano one's funny, isn't it? Because Italy won it. Yeah, well, that's true. But N'Golo Kante gets player of the tournament still. No, M- Mbappe, apparently. Mbappe. That's the one. Someone from France. Okay. So we've established that the winner will be French. Yeah. yeah. That's fair enough. So... We're going to go on to prediction number five. Now, this is a little bit of a fun one, this. This is almost mm. a put your hand in there, swizzle it around, pick one out that you enjoy. We've gone for surprise package. Now, this can be player or country. Oh, could it? Player or country. I just went country then, fair enough. But in 2016, the ones that I've listed on here were Iceland, Wales, and Hal Robson Carnu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Hal Robson Carnu. That goal was amazing. Where are they now, Hal Robson Carnu? Um, okay, then, Ryan, surprise package. Surprise me. So I did that awkward thing where I did a lot of research on this, picked the team, was happy with it, gone to make a cup of coffee, gone, let's just have a little look at the groups again. Oh, there's a team I now really fancy to be my surprise package. Mm-hmm. But sticking with the the team I chose originally was Ukraine. Um, Now I'll look at Ukraine. They haven't had great results recently, although they qualified for this tournament quite comfortably. I just think there's a bit about them. I saw the Athletic did an article recently. Actually, it wasn't the Athletic. It was somebody, one of these sort of data nerds about around... <laughs> data nerds? Ukraine's... If you're listening, data nerds. <laughs> Ukraine's like squad has played some of the least amount of minutes. Mm-hmm. We've added to the fact they've got one of the youngest squads as well. Mm-hmm. So in terms of freshness, there's a lot of talk in this tournament about tired players. Yeah. So just having a team full of energy will help. But I do think they've got quite a lot of quality in there. They've got Zinchenko, Malinovsky, Yaramchuk, Yarmolenko, uh Konoplyanka. 
don't think he plays anymore. Is he not? I don't think he's in the squad, but I'm, we'll have to... That's so that. sad. Um, I really like Shaparenko is another one. And I don't think the group's that good. And I'm going to stick my neck out and say they win the group, not the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. I think they come ahead of Holland in that group. Um, More on the Netherlands later. And they're quite fluid in how they play. I kind of like seeing Zinchenko as a centre midfielder yes. and not a left back. Yeah. And the other thing, thing is, isn't he the skipper for that team as well? He I think he's the captain be. for that team. And I think, I mean, you know, this isn't this isn't the show for sort of geopolitical conversations, but there is obviously a backdrop for Ukraine that involves some uh, geopolitics. There is. And that, of course, has led to them not playing a lot of football in Ukraine for, for the last however many years for one reason or another. And there is something about a kind of unifying spirit to these things yeah. that you know that that football at, at these international tournaments teams can represent something that's slightly greater than the sport. And and Zinchenko is that type of guy. Do you know what I mean? Like he, he you can imagine him being like, no, I I'm the one who plays for Man City. I need to step up and take responsibility here. Absolutely. Just, and, oh, go on, sorry, Ray. I was just gonna say bit of romance in there with Shevchenko being the yes the the manager at the moment and I think one of the strengths will be that people won't expect them to do much mm-hmm. I th- they've got players in there you kind of respect but they haven't got a, 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 I don't think they've got a world class player I think they've got players who are just below that level yeah the sort of tier beneath it so like if you look at Poland who might be similar in a squad that you go oh they've got Lewandowski or they've got a difference maker yeah. I think Ukraine's strength will be as a team and mm-hmm. um, they got battered by France 7-1 2020 and um, they got beat recently I think by Spain 4-0 so going into it I kind of think they've been playing worse than they are yeah um, so yeah um, Ukraine Ukraine's who I went for as well okay I originally went for the Czech Republic and then I remembered they were going to get smashed by England yeah so I, I quickly knocked them off the old list um, but I went for Ukraine as well much for the same reason as you right not really any enormous amount of insight other than I just feel like they might be the team that'd be quite exciting in this tournament. Yeah. And it might be like a Ukrainer on tonight, you know. Do you know yeah. what I mean? You know, there's always a team like that isn't going, oh, I can't wait to Absolutely. watch them. Yeah. Turkey could also be in that team, but yeah. I, I, and I, the group, I don't think the group is, ooh, I mean, we've talked about it a few times already, but I just think... North Macedonia <laughs> are, you know, it's great for them to be there and it's great for Sarsai to have the opportunity to be in the tournament but they're not good. Austria are also not that good. Mm. More about the Netherlands and I think don't think they're great in no, great nick at the moment that, either. Yeah. And I think there's an opportunity for Ukraine to go and top that group as you say, right? Just before I let you and, and, and Anne to carry on, my other one that swayed me a little bit was Denmark. Yeah. And Strong spine. Yeah. I'm smiling here because that's mine. Is okay, it? Okay, so yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Go on yeah. then, Expand in, on the Danes, well, the great, I mean, the great Danes. I think the solider keeper, Kasper Michael in goal. Yeah. yeah. I think I watched them play England, and you, there's always something about. Did they beat us at Wembley? They did. Mm. And I, there's always something about them where they're quite dogged, they're quite determined. They great sit, Danes. Sit it, yeah. They sit in a little bit. Great and Danes. Sit. <laughs> 
And I think that's kind of what you need to get through in that tournament. The thing and, that would and, concern and, me about Denmark is goals. Goals, yeah, possibly. Because you, you uh, said Poulsen's up top, isn't he? Kasper Dahlberg's good. Yes, he is. Um, there are, you know, you should Poulsen, Martin Brathwaite, who plays for Barcelona, which I think is still amazing. Um, I don't know how that'll, that'll go down. But I, I still think there's enough in there. Certainly, I don't think to be flashy. I don't think to be very good to watch and enjoy. But they'll probably go quite far for Absolutely. being that way. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and you look at the... Simon, Simon Kier at the back as well. Yeah. What a stalwart yeah, he is. absolutely. And Hoiberg in midfield as well. Alongside Thomas Delaney. Yes. So if you're going to tell a midfield to mark somebody out the game and you've got them to in there... And in front of them, Christian Eriksen. You no, he's, um, he's not in there. Is he not? He is. Mm, is he? He's yeah. in there? I'm sure I bet he wasn't. No, Eriksen's there. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, there you go. Just go and let him play. Yeah. With them two behind him. And he's had an excellent yeah. end to the season for said, Inter. The spine on that squad, Kasper Schmeichel, Christensen, Vestergaard, Anderson. Simon Kier. Simon Kier. Ed, I mean, so you pick your centre-offs. Look, the, look at the group. Finland, Belgium, Russia. I mean, they should be going, well, we'll get, we're going to get second. Yeah. If not, we're definitely going to get third. You'd, and they're the type of team as well. I agree. That, that, that I can see potentially causing Belgium some issues as well. Well, yeah, but just because of the way they play the game of football. and uh, you know, It's the first game up, isn't it, to, for them? You have to move the ball quick against them if you're going to get anything out yeah. of them. Like Ryan's yeah. just said, there's two people in midfield there who are going to make you work hard. Yeah. We see yeah. it for Tottenham. Hoiberg, good. Like, he's a cool player. He, yeah. he does everything. He's asked them him. He's hard. He, you know, it, it's just... And it's a big blow to the Republic of Ireland that Thomas Delaney didn't declare for them as well <laughs> and so I, I think they could I think they could go quarterfinals and I think that'd be Easy. Pretty, pretty good Yeah, Easy I think it'd me. be pretty good just on your you know when you were talking about geopolitical stuff oh god I, I was just looking at the because <laughs> obviously are you going to talk about the shirt well yeah the shirt has got the Crimea on it the shirt's right is it the Crimea I can't remember which bit it is they've got an area they've got disputed yeah, territory any, on the shirt haven't they? anyway I think UEFA might have designed this so that it'd be very, very hard for those two to meet, which is probably very, well, they, very they, good. <laughs> I listened to, I mean, this is kind of off topic, but I remember listening to someone who was a, like, a, you know, like a correspondent for somewhere and he was like the FIFA correspondent and he was talking about how they do have protocols in place to like, you know, like keep uh, the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland apart, for example, like, yeah. like that type of thing. I, I was just looking at it and I was going, it'd be very hard for one of them to get to that point. To you'd have, to, I think you'd end up having to go to the final. What a final. I think, or like a. If you think like the third place, they, they mixed it around anyway. So I, d- I do think it's really difficult for them to get there. It's like when. Um, Which is good because we don't really want to see scenes like that. No, it was like when uh, Switzerland played. Serbia, wasn't Serbia, it? Serbia, yeah. That for me, for the from outside looking in, was quite cheeky and funny. But I think well, for it, people it was, on the inside of was, it, wasn't very. It cool. was an extraordinary viewing experience. I'll tell you that for free. That like that was. I mean, it was a great game even without the subtext. But the subtext just added such an intriguing layer to the whole thing. And I suppose, I mean, football is ninety percent subtext these days, isn't it? Anyway, well, I, mean, I think that's what makes the Euros quite quite good yeah <laughs> to be honest it makes it makes that's what makes football good as well yeah. you've had, got those stories all the time yeah in terms of um potential kind of surprise packages with regards to players written down alexander isaac oh, center forward he did i think he got almost 20 goals this season so yeah well you want to use mentions last time before i think might have been off mic i can't remember yeah it was me should we give some love to to scotland 
We absolutely should. McTominay? McFootball team. They, they were the three for me, Ukraine, Denmark, Scotland. McTominay. Steve I, Clark's found a way to do the Robertson Tierney thing, and he's done yeah. it really well. Well, I was just going to say about that. Has he found a way, yeah. or has Tierney just been playing left of a three for Arsenal? So it was Arteta found the way. Well, they did try it, and then I think they reverted back and played him in a four-four-two as centre half. And then you're right; he's probably saw him at Arsenal and gone, "That's worked." Yeah. But you're looking at that Scotland squad, and you're thinking, "We played Czech Republic. Sorry, we played Croatia. They probably beat Czech Republic. And if we don't beat Croatia, that's oh, a heavy, heavy what, second game." What I was going to say, I mean, it's a little I, bit like the Wales one in Euro 2016, yeah, isn't yeah. it? I think McTominay's had a. I think he's been fantastic this season. Yeah, and, sure. and, and, and absolutely in a, fantastic. In a in a. Fantastic. In a really difficult midfield, I think. In a really disjointed midfield, I think he's been brilliant, and I think he's. Do you know what you'll see I think in that England game? I think I guarantee you, everyone will be in a pub, everyone will be at home going. There's just talk annoyed about him at him. Being centre half, though, isn't it? Oh, is well, yeah, sometimes three. plays right right no, centre half. Yes, I. I mean, there's there's some nice comparisons I think can be made between Scott McTominay and Declan Rice, not necessarily through playing style so much well, I don't think either of them are flashy are they like, no uh, I think Declan Rice is a better player than Scott McTominay but in so much as they were both kind of derided for a while and they're both seen as like cloggers and they in the last yeah. 18 months or so have really come on really kicked on and, and demonstrated what value they can add to them to the point where teams don't play with a two midfield and haven't done for a long time but you can play a two midfield if one of those two is you one of your two do you think everyone's forgotten the, the cloggers or whatever because they've realised that not everyone's Andrea Pirlo in midfield well yeah potentially <laughs> it's taken them a while but yeah we've come around yeah <laughs> okay so we'll move on then to the next prediction we've gone for biggest tournament flop in 2016 I've written England slash Spain in 2016 England uh, would you want me to talk about England in 2016? No, you don't have to. No, not yet, mate. God, I'm so angry about it. Let's, let's not. Confused. Let's not. Remember the summer of 18 with the waistcoats oh, and all the rest God. of it? <laughs> um, Spain, they got knocked out by Italy, didn't they? But they lost They lost to Croatia in their last group game. Yeah. They kind of flattered to deceive before that. And they'd obviously come off 2014, didn't go very well for them either. And then 2018 didn't go particularly well and all so I, I that's why I've written them down um, but I'd probably say England they're probably the biggest flop for that tournament but who are we putting down as the biggest flop then Ant do you want to hit me with a hit me with your biggest flop <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had that said to me for a while <laughs> <laughs> go on who's your biggest flop for the tournament oh, it, it, it's really tough like really really tough that's why I that, you know that's why you're paid that's the big bucks that's why I'm the paid the big bucks is it I don't. It depends how you can consider them a flop. Go on. I would say it's. I'm. France. Germany. Okay. Germany. And the reason is, I think I've had these conversations before, and you've had them just here. Mm-hmm. Did you know the best team? Mm-hmm. Are they clever enough to get round people? And it is a bit bold to say Germany are going to flop because we all know what they're like. Gary Link has done that famous tweet of. Football's a 90-minute game and the Germans end up winning at the end of it. Yeah. I just don't quite think they're as good as what they were. They're in a bit I, of a transitional period. Yeah, which is fine. Look, it's not a problem. England have been in one of them since 1966. They'll get out of the group, obviously, because I think everyone can. And then... 
Go play England. I, uh, yeah. There's a there's a strong possibility they can play England round the sixteen. I think if England played him, I think I'd fancy us against them. I, I, I genuinely would. I, think I know that is famous last words. Yeah. And time stamp that that's forty two minutes. So <laughs> but when I, Germany beat us six nil. I just don't quite in Dublin. I just don't quite think the aura is there about them at all anymore. No. Um I don't The think... World Cup was bad for them like. Yeah, losing 2-0 to South Korea doesn't do you any favors and I, and I think they they kind of had a couple of qualifications where they were getting beat by teams. I think they've lost. They lost to did North they, Macedonia. Did they, did they, am I right in saying this? They lost six 0 in a friendly recently. Yeah, yeah. they so they, all, they lost yeah. at home to North Macedonia as well. Yeah, they lost one 0 to North yeah. Macedonia. Um, so all's not rosy. No, it's not. And like we've said, I can't quite remember who their first game is. It's France. So if you lose that game, there's a bit of pressure. pressure on. On. And you've got to play Portugal. And you've got to go play Portugal. And Hungary, you think you should win. But, but they've said before, they could cause a bit of problem. And we also know that Germany are suspect on the counter-attack. And mm-hmm. all three of those teams, Portugal and France because of the players they've got, and Hungary because of the way they'll probably set up. Mm-hmm. We'll so pose is that your team the... as well, Dan? It's no, well... I couldn't. I've put two down, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna nail me. One of them probably isn't. Is hard for them to be a flop. Poland was actually one of the teams I put. I think will struggle. Yeah. Um. But the team as big as flop I put is the Netherlands. Okay. Yeah. I think I don't think they'll do much. I think. Oh, do you know? Mm, I think. Lose. I mean, as we've seen with Liverpool, losing Van Dijk is just so. And Van der Beek now. Yeah, Van der Beek's out, isn't he? I. I. I'm. I'm. And the manager is suspect. Do you, do you still think he's suspect? Yeah. Still. Jose Mourinho told me he was. <laughs> um, I think... He the ball. Yeah. yeah. I would... Well, actually, he probably is a bit suspect. Apparently, he talked about a player who wasn't even in his squad the other day. So, yep. um, all's good there. I think a lot rides on Gigi Wijnaldum. And I think Gigi Wijnaldum... That's never good, is it? Well, no, He's no, a good football answer. I think, he's, I think he's fantastic, but... Fantastic. If he... Um, yeah. It, I, I don't think they'll do... Badly, I just don't think they'll go very far. I think so. The the squads for them. So you look at someone like say Frankie Frankie De Jong, who's the you know after that season with Ajax was mm-hmm. kind of the next the next big thing. He's gone to, to Barcelona. It's not been terrible, but it's not. It's it's you know he's not. It's a different. L- it's a different level. Yeah, he's not like yeah. the linchpin of that that team, no. so to speak. But he's still only young. Then you you players that you're looking at the the kind of person you're probably looking to for goals is Memphis Depay. Mm. Good player. He's a very good player, mm. and he he, he has potential for. Um, he was potentially going to Barcelona, but I think he's going to Juventus now actually. Um, but he is the type of player who can blow hot and cold as well. Um, I don't well, know if Ryan Babbel's still involved <laughs> is he? No, or Klassian Huntelaar. Well, Holland famously are, are quite tricky at tournaments as well. Mm. I, mean, spoke, I spoke about France before. I mean, Holland are, are rife for it, and the ball was all over that in back in his playing days. So a lot of big characters that they that they've yeah. had. To, yeah, I just think losing. I mean, they've got um, the striking options are poor. Yes, mm. they got. I mean, Matthias Delict at the back is obviously. You know, he's, he's, Frankie yeah, De Jong's all right. Frankie De Jong's a very good one. But, but we've seen, oh, sorry, just to cut in there, but we've seen it before when they've not been fancied and they've come up with a way of playing. 2010 springs to mind. Yeah, but and, they had, and I, I agree. They, they the had yeah, the individuals. No, they I, had. I agree, but they weren't good and they were turgid to watch. I don't know. They battered Spain 5 2. That was a great game. No, in 2010. Yeah. Not 2010. What am I thinking of? 14. 14, yeah. So that's completely different. But 2010, yeah. I think they were quite turgid to watch. Yeah, Bam, they, they Bam, ended up getting to the final. Van so. Bommel was in midfield, wasn't yeah. he, that year? Kicking people. <laughs> De Jong, Nigel De Jong was playing. Again, kicking yeah. people. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, and I can just see them not having a great tournament. Oh, and he had Heisinger kicking people. They well. did. And, and you know, I mean, that group, I can see them getting out of the group just because the group's not great. And they've got North Macedonia in there. So they're basically guaranteed to at least finish third. Austria aren't great. And, you know, Ukraine, as we said, could be a surprise package. So I, I, you could theoretically see them getting out of that group. But I just think as soon as they come up against someone with a bit of quality or England, they're going to um, they're going to struggle. Um, Ryan, flop. yeah, um, I think that's a good shout. Your one's not who I picked, but I, I'm same as you. Probably get through the group, but they're not threatening to win it at mm. all. Mine might surprise you. I've gone for Belgium. Okay, which I think will surprise a lot of people. Even with Lukaku scoring seventy goals in the tournament. <laughs> yeah, that I mean that was the thing that made me think am I being stupid here because the group isn't that hard well, either. So the group is. Russia, Finland, Denmark, but similar to Holland, don't think they're going to threaten to win it. Is it worth us defining for teams like Belgium and Holland, probably more so Belgium than Holland, what would constitute a flop for Belgium? So I can't... I mean, Number I don't one in know, the world, I don't they? know who they get if they go through. I know no one does, but I don't know who the likelihood is they'll yeah. get. If someone wants to look it up, that's great. Just one sec. This, I just think maybe quarters at most. They're just not... I just can't... I mean, I think they might be up there in some favourites for some people. Where's but De Bruyne's face at? So De Bruyne will be playing but with a mask but I don't know what his fitness is like. It's fitting that he's wearing a mask. Isn't yeah. It? yeah, to be fair De Bruyne really is going the extra mile to make us all feel at home there. My Absolutely. my other issue with them is Hazard's had a terrible season again. Yeah. So if you look at them without Hazard and De Bruyne at a hundred percent, and the back that the defenders are old and slow now. So yeah, you look at the back foot. I mean, I'm looking at this team here. There is so much experience. Keeper eighty four caps. Alderweireld hundred nine. Vertonghen one hundred twenty seven. Vitzel hundred ten. Is Vitzel Vitzel's out? I think Vitzel's out the tournament. Uh, I haven't heard. I'm that sure I heard Vitzel's out the, the tournament. Team, but I've just got a feeling. It's going to be a bit like England when we had that golden generation. And right we did at the end, nothing it? with it. And they're going to look back and go, how did we win nothing? And I just think if Hazard and De Bruyne are off the ball and you're relying on Carrasco, Thorgan Hazard, Chadley, Prate to provide. Um, Whittle is in, in the is in, in the squad. A bit like a Maguire. But, he, but he's been injured, yeah. yeah he's he been only injured. came so, back to training about a week ago. Do you want to know? So basically, if, if Belgium win all those games, yeah. they play the third place team from either Group A, D or F. D, E, or F. The third, so, third place team. Yeah, from either. So England they, in Group D. Yeah, so they, they play a third place team. So, theoretically, you would suggest that they've got a, a, a fairly easy route to yeah. the final. What would the, what would the quarters be? Uh, the quarters would be... Uh, I mean, we're getting into the land yeah, of fiction here, aren't we, Chuck? It's difficult to say, but it'd be from, I think, the... Like someone who was in their group, I think, possibly. Yeah, yeah. difficult to say. So I think Belgium will win it. <laughs> and the reason is, nah, nah. I'm just going Belgium. Well, do you know what, Martin right? just not going to get them over the line. I think I think it's it's almost to a degree now or never time for them. Yeah. Because, you know. No, oh, but definitely now or never. The, the, well, the, the likes of. It's so, now or not for a while. <laughs> well, the, the, I mean, Belgium, I've got some great players in there. And when everybody's fit. Tielemans. Three. Yeah, Tielemans. If you look at that midfield, it could be something like Tielemans, Witzel, De Bruyne as a three. Yeah, it's fantastic. Which is which is yeah, as good as you get in world team, football. And that's why but, I'm thinking flop. But Witzel isn't fully fit. Mm. Tielemans has played basically almost every single minute of every game for Leicester all season. He could be absolutely shattered. 
Um, De Bruyne's got a broken face. Hazard has basically issues. not played for like two years. Are you still getting haunted by that Spanish guy who doesn't <laughs> like him, does he? So, <laughs> hates him. Mate, got that, a dartboard of him and everything. I mean, they've got to be the oldest team. I, uh, England are the youngest. Possibly. So, I think with, you know, describing flops and stuff and whatever, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think it probably is fair to say if they don't win it, it's a flop play. Well, if you're number one in the world and you've got some of the players that they've got, even though we've just taken their squad apart. <laughs> well, no, I, I, they're still a really high level. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think if you don't win it, it is a flop. And yeah, and that, that, yeah, I think I, that's I, I fair. Suppose, I suppose, like you said, Dan, we're not saying they won't get out of the group per se, but it's just... Like, if they don't get past the quarterfinals, for example, they'll yeah. be really disappointed with that. Semi-finals is a maximum, and a £10 charity donation if they get past the quarterfinals. Really? That's fair enough. We'll timestamp that at 50, 50 minutes and something seconds. Okay, so we'll move on to the final prediction. Probably the most the most controversial of all. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. So. How, will, uh, how will England do? Uh, and I'm going to come to you second because it will give Ryan and I time to nip to the shop and come back while you're doing your one-man performance. <laughs> Uh, England through the years. <laughs> um, Ryan, how will England do? So, I imagine we're all going to have a few points um, that are quite similar. Now, we're all quite excited by this England squad. Yes. But I don't think it's nearly as good as it's being hyped up to be. Oh, God. Now, <laughs> I, I, I like this team. I like Southgate. I think it's got some great players. My issue is the spine is very weak especially when you start considering Maguire's injury and potentially Henderson being a bit rusty. Yeah, but he's on pen, so we're fine. So I look at the the strength in the top team, so you've both tipped France, you've got Varane, Kante, Benzema, whatever it may be. I've tipped Italy, Benucci, Jorginho, Verratti, Immobile. You look at um, Portugal, you've got Diaz, Danilo, Fernandes, Ronaldo. England have got potentially like Mings, Rice. Like <laughs> our best players are not the spine, oh, which is The my... whole Tyrone Mings thing makes me feel now, sick. Now, I'm going to caveat this with Southgate gets a l- not a lot of stick, but you see a decent amount of people saying he's boring, he's defensive, and I think his pragmatism is our strength yep. because he prioritises results and getting a result over being flashed and I'm sick of seeing people say look at the attacking options just go for it and I'm thinking if you want to leave John Stones and Mings one on one with some of the best players in the world you are not doing anything in this tournament because you just wait nothing I from a kind of voyeuristic perspective would quite enjoy seeing that I'm sure we would but I think our strength is staying in games creating that one chance for Harry Kane who is one of the best strikers in the world you don't need to create him four or five. You need to give him one and be solid at the back. I'm not bothered if we don't entertain if we get to another semi or a final or whatever it may be. I think we're going to counteract our weaknesses with energy. I think you're going to have to see a lot of mounts, rice, people like that who are going to get around the pitch, win you the ball, stop other teams playing and then we play, I think is how we will approach things. Um, where are we, How are we going to do, Ryan? You, you, you're building you're scared up around here. the issue here. Oh, so how will we do? Sorry. Uh, where, um, where are we going to come? Again, it's what? hard without knowing exactly who you're going to face, but I would say quarter-final. Knocked out in the quarters? Knocked out in the quarters, yeah. 
Okay. But if your quarterfinals are France or it's a, a Switzerland, you, <laughs> like, yeah. it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. Because I don't think we'll win it. I don't think we'll disgrace ourselves. I think, as boring as it is, I think we'll be typical quarterfinal England. So, in, just to just summarise what we've discussed so far in the episode before we move on, mm. the first game is going to be boring, mm. according to Ant. And England are going to be boring and get knocked out in the quarterfinals, I, according to Ryan. I don't think we'll look be, forward to the Euros. Everybody, I don't, I don't <laughs> think we'll necessarily be boring. I just don't think he's going to go. I'm going to play Sancho, Foden, Rashford, Sterling. You're expecting and go to see David it. Batty, aren't you? That's what you're expecting. I'm expecting to see Phillips, Rice, and say Henderson in the three before I see. Rashford, Sterling, Foden, Grealish in a like a, a one four one. <laughs> Imagine we played that as a midfield four. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I I I like Southgate's approach because I think it's more in line with winning a tournament than an approach that Twitter or Facebook would want you to take, which is understandable. You got all that talent there, but let's be honest, it's it's about the squad and how you use it. And yeah. I think Southgate will use it wisely. He won't buckle to media pressure. He won't buckle to what the fans want. I think he'll pick what he thinks is the team that'll get a result. Okay then, Ant, I'm looking over at you because at this moment, I'm really not looking forward to any of this. <laughs> so what I need from you as I look deep into your eyes and what the listener needs from you, and that's most important. Yeah, no, I agree. What we all need from you now is to give us some hope. I've been let to, lions dream. I kill all hope. Yeah, mm, well, it wasn't great that like. Yeah, <laughs> still for, think I'm, we'll win games. You just, good. You <laughs> basically went. Yeah, but I mean, for for me, England, we're yeah. going to be workmen like. Uh, we will though. We will it, be workmen like. Uh, Ryan, do you, do you think England are going to get knocked out in the quarterfinals? Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit. Bring the mood up, and yeah, I'll try and bring the mood up. Because I'm gonna kill it in a minute. I, I'll try and bring, try and bring it up a bit. Instead of boring, we're going to be competitive. Okay, yes. Which is much, 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 more, yeah. much like more Like Newcastle? Fun, which, yeah, much more fun. We're going to be competitive. The first time in like 10 years we were competitive in 2018. I don't care anyone says about set pieces or whatever and facing Sweden and you know the easy route to the semi-final. Don't care. We were competitive. And there's a generation of England fans who haven't seen that for so long. They've just seen the underwhelming, oh, he's, he's not controlled the ball. He's not done this. He's not done that. Oh, there's no other options whether to lump it forward and have 11 across the... You, you know what I mean? So, I think for England, I can see them topping a the group. I can see them getting to the second round. I can see them winning that second round game. Whoever it comes up against. Whoever. Whoever. Take them on. Whoever. I think if they played Portugal, I think they'd run the legs off those uh, that back line. It'd be horrible. Yeah. It'd be a horrible game. It'll be a load of fouls in it because I think Portugal will just try and kick us. <laughs> Imagine Jack Grealish. Jack Grealish should probably get a lot of a lot of joy if he. And I think he probably will start games. He will get a lot of joy. I, I think England, Southgate said, semi-finals, at least. I I, I believe I I genuinely believe in him. I, it took me a little while to get used to that because. Bit bullish, wasn't it? Absolutely, absolutely, it's bullish. And there's loads. Of, there's a few like murmurs about like it's bullish, but not arrogant. Yeah, and Wembley it, helps too. Uh, yeah, Wembley massively. helps. Wembley helps massively. And regardless of how many fans are in there, Wembley does help. And the lack yeah. of travel helps. And if they win those games, they, they and the spread at you know yeah, and the times club of, Wembley. Lovely. Yeah, then the times between games. I thought you were going to say when you said spread. <laughs> um, I was thinking like the sort of yeah, sort of like triangular cheese sandwiches. Thinking about club food Wembley. again. Yeah. Um, All right, steady on. Sorry, 
It's been a difficult COVID. It's Chuck Boise you're talking to there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think England... Chuck doesn't fit in his blazer. That's who I am these days. I would go, go for, for England to get to the semi-final. I like it. I, yeah. I, I, I think they're, they're good enough. I said. I, I'm not sure, again, like Ryan says, it's going to be flashy football or whatever. I think there's going to be some great moments and some great goals. Whether it's going to be flashy football all the way through, I don't know. I think what English teams are best at at the moment is going and spoiling and then picking the pieces up. And it might look like counter-attacking football, but it's not. It's not going to be that sitting in deep. It's going to be that, oh, there's the ball, it's up there. We're going to go get yeah. it. Setting, setting traps and yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So I think it could be along those lines. And to do that, he has to have a bit of a base and a spine that he believes in, which I think is why he might go back to the three at the back to begin with. Possibly, yeah. Because I don't think he wants to lose that game against Croatia. I think he wants to win it, and I think the best way to win it is to surround that midfield and run them around. Absolutely. And then I think it just takes the pressure off that Scotland game. So, absolutely takes that pressure off that Scotland I, game. So that's where I think they'll finish. I, so I think got, they'll come to the semi final. So we've got a quarter final defeat and a semi final defeat. Uh, I'm quarter semi. You can't you nail your close to a mass semi final. We're gonna play the third place semi final. Can I just say what's quite interesting before you come on to this? We've only just thought on it, is that third place, that dangling of the carrot makes that last game so much harder. Because Czech Republic could lose the first two and you could maybe take two points from your first two. Mm. And normally that, that fourth place team's out of it. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you go, We win, we're in. Like it's horrible, isn't it, when you think about it? But I, I think it's a good way of keeping the whole group stage as yeah, as, as, as competitive. It's like, a, it's like the playoffs almost, the, isn't it? The, yeah. the, like, I can't think of the word. Um, the like variation on the final game yeah. of what could happen. Permutations. That's the word. That's why you're the host. That, that is why I'm the hostess <laughs> with the mostess. Um, so... <clears throat> Go on, then. Where are we going? You're, you're, you're usually more bullish than, than any of us. I have so. oscillated... Oh, Oscillated. Ooh. I have oscillated Albion. drastically between pessimism and optimism at every waking moment of about I, the last I, hang week. Hang on, are we just going to get what you're feeling like right now? Well, I did say it does kind of accurately mirror the uh, the, the, the the daily lives of, of, of my mm. good self. But, yeah, I, I, I kind of, one morning I wake up and I'm thinking, <laughs> this is the year. That, like, I look at it and I think... Look how good Foden is. Bit look, sunny outside. Look at look look <laughs> look how many goals Harry Kane scores. It's it's gonna happen. <laughs> and then I look at it and go, Oh god, it's oh look at Tyrone Mings, what's he doing? <laughs> like I really want to like like I really want Tyrone Mings to be good because like he seems like such a like stand up fella. Like he seems like such a like a really great guy. And he's got lots of attributes that make him a great centre off. I just think he's he'll do something really stupid. Yeah. Like forearm smash a player in the face for no reason in a friendly in the box <laughs> for no reason whatsoever. If you can't do it in a friendly, when when can you do it? Or Absolutely. in the first minute of another friendly, just decide to miss the ball and let it go out for a corner, like things like that, things like that. But um, come on, now you call us to the mast. I think that we will go out very early. Oh, no. how Jesus. early? Jesus, that's not good. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't make it out of the group. Genuinely. Why don't we start with you? Move well, to me, end with my Bob. God. This is why I wanted energy from Pop because I thought, I've, I've, I, I'm not. 
I'm, so do I, you think we lose them first too? I just I've got a horrible feeling about it. I've got a horrible feeling about the Scotland. I've got a horrible game. feeling about all oh. of it. I just think. Uh, do you know? I thought you okay, were going to so, say the first game out of the group, which could be a Portugal or a Germany. But or an you're Iceland saying or someone. we don't get out the group. I well, I think what what could what I'm imagining is a World Cup 2010 scenario where we just about limp out of the group, and then somebody decent smacks us. Yeah, that that yeah. And this isn't because I don't think England are good, and this isn't because I don't think Southgate's a good manager. I just look at the teams that we're playing, and I just think Croatia. We just often don't have a fun time against them. Hang on, but I'll, I'll raise this. I mean, the last time we last time we played, we did pretty well. We did. Did pretty well. They're not as good now as I they don't think they're, either, they're the anywhere way. near what they were. No, but do you not remember all the talk going into the semi final? They're knackered. They're yeah. all knackered. In in fairness, we played Kieran Trippier every minute of every game. He was shattered. All of ours were shattered. I mean, yeah. they played Luka Modric, who's like 40. His, if he plays his subs better that game, you probably win it. Possibly, to yeah. Fair. But, 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 um, but Rakitic um, is retired. I have... I, I was, see, see I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you how much I was oscillating between optimism, pe- optimism and pessimism. Mm. Twice I typed England in as the winner on my prediction oh, and removed them. And I was just like... How do you go from winner to not, not getting get, out of the group? The it's all or nothing. Czech Republic. The You're great. haunted by England. The they past. call me Amazon Prime. It's all or nothing. You're haunted by like Ron Greenwood, um, Kevin Keegan. Greenwood didn't even make the squad. <laughs> I, I, I just have got this, this horrible feeling. Okay, n- nail it then. What's your one prediction? We go, out, we, one. Go, we go out in the group. We go out in the group, my God. <laughs> we come fourth in the group. Do you know how, how, how hard it would be we to lose, come We lose to Croatia. Mm-hmm. We draw with Scotland. And then we lose to the Czech Republic. Nah, it's not happening. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. So you think we lose I'm to the Czech Republic though. in a must in a must-win game at Wembley. Yes. Uh, right, I think... I think <laughs> he doesn't at all. I no, think... <laughs> no, honestly, I do. I really do. I really don't want to. I think with I your predictions, saying it. with your predictions in particular, what we're going to do is we're going to review them week by week. That's fine. That's what we're going to do. We're going to review these next week. I mean, week. ultimately, if they bring Wayne Rooney in as a late replacement for someone... Let it go. Let it go. They're not bad. Czech Republic in, like, they got Suchek. Suchek will score against us. Foul, but you're looking at it going. How many of them get in the England squad? Probably maybe Suchek, sorry. I'm not sure that's how international football works, but I do agree. No, but you know they're what I mean? Not, like, I don't think they're great. For man, they're yeah, I wouldn't have put Sig Thorson in our squad either. Did but. they beat us about two years ago, Czech Republic? They beat us at their place, yeah. 2 1 or no, 2 0. 2 0, I think. Yeah. But I remember watching that game. We smashed them about 5 0 yeah, quite recently. We didn't, yeah. But, but. I just had this really horrible feeling. And it's not based on anything other than. You know, sometimes you just get a horrible feeling about something. So answer me I this be- then. I believe the Australians call it a gut feel. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what would let England down? The goals or the defence? Uh, both. I feel like I watched those, the friendlies. And I know they weren't the proper team and everything. But, I've, but from the England games that I've watched recently, I feel like... I don't think we lack goals per se, because that's a stupid thing to say with the players that we've got. But I think... I think we are we do threaten to not create an enormous amount of chances. I think we 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 can have we do have the air of we remind me a little bit of Tranmere at the end of the season. 
like a little bit of tramia and what the feeling i'm getting is that the, the games will be like that morecambe game in the second leg of the playoffs where so, you were just watching it going we could play all year in and we're just not going to win it's just not going to it's just not our day and i just have that horrible feeling about about this summer i don't know why i really really like this england team really like it there's so many players in like there it. that i really like <laughs> But I just, I just have this horrible feeling, like I just, and I can't escape it. And as I say, <laughs> I bought them to win and deleted them like three times this week. But yeah, just astonishing. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry about that, boys. Astonishing, absolutely astonishing. So, should we move on to what games you're looking forward to? None of the England games, by well, the sounds of it. Well, what we'll do while we're on England, then we'll 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 kind of pick our England one to eleven for that first game. Ooh. Um, I've I picked 11 losers. That's what I've picked. <laughs> um, and hit me with your 1 to 11. Hit, okay. me, hit me with your shape first. Okay. Uh, and this is your team that you would pick, not what you think Southgate will pick. But with Southgate circumstances around injuries? Yeah, correct. Okay. Like you can't pick like Steve McManaman and stuff like that. Oh, I've got Ian Wright up top. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Letizia just in the 10. No, he's not allowed in. Um, I've got 3-4-3. Three, well, okay. for, sorry, it's more of a a, a three, four, two, one. Okay. Um, That's too many players, isn't it? No. I'm joking. Go oh, on. God. Um, there's Telemans. No, I can't count. Well, that's uh, why we go throw, We get thrown out of the tournament for playing too many players. <laughs> yeah, that's too it. many men. <laughs> uh, Pickford and goal. Okay. Uh, Trippier at right back. Or yep. right wing back. Yeah. Uh, Walker, Stones, Ben White. Uh, yeah. Luke Shaw yep. on the left. Rice and Bellingham in the middle. Okay. Foden, Grealish, Harry Kane. Now, do you know what's really interesting about that? I wrote underneath my team that I'd pick, the team that I think Southgate will pick, and except for two players is exactly what you've just said. I don't think he'll do Foden and Grealish off Kane because he'll want a runner. He'll play Sterling, Sancho or Rashford. He'll play one of them. Um, and I put I think he'll pick Phillips next to Rice rather than Bellingham oh, okay fair enough um, the team that I've picked I've gone for a for a sort of a 4-2-3-1 type affair I've gone for Dean Henderson in goal mm. I've gone for Reese James and Ben Chilwell as the fullbacks. Ben White and John Stones at centre half Rice and Phillips in a 2 Grealish just ahead of them Foden and Sancho either side of the Harry Kane that's what I'd pick if it was if it was down to me. It of course isn't down to me. It's a good job. Yeah. It's not down to you. You don't yeah. think they'd win? Yeah, but with that team, what team? What would your team talk be? Go on, lads. Just give would, it your best, lads. It's Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan. Yeah. So in my head, I was always going to do a four-two-three-one like you, and last minute I've just gone a bit rogue. So I've done it a four-three-one-two. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got three centre-mids, someone in the hole, and then two up front. Um, on Pickford in goal, Walker, Stones, White, and Chilwell. Got this weird feeling White will be like, wasn't in the squad, but now yes. he's a starter type player. Yeah, I agree. Um, Although we do go out in the group, so <coughs> just for those true. three games. Um, a the shining mi- light in a difficult, <laughs> difficult, difficult tournament. The midfield three that are going to stop Croatia playing are Henderson, Rice, and Mount. Um, energy crew. You think, he'll, you think he might... Oh, you would start Henderson. You don't think he? He's, he's touch and go, but I've put him in there. So Henderson, Mount, and Rice, Grealish in the ten, and then I've gone Kane and Sterling. 
as the two up front. Just yeah, similar the to the World Cup, isn't it? Exact reason. You need a runner. Um, Sterling has started every competitive game under Southgate. So I don't think... Has he? Yep. I don't think there is a way... That, that was squeaky, that, by the way. Sterling... <laughs> I'm, I'm astounded by that. Every single competitive game. Yeah. Not so just tournament game. Not, not friendly. every competitive game. He started under Southgate. That is extraordinary. He's either started or featured in. Oh, <laughs> I, I think it started. He was alive for every single one of Southgate's um, games. But, I mean, I'm looking at it now going, oh, I really want Foden to play. I'd, if it was a 2-3 like you, I'd be the same. It'd be Grealish, Foden, Sancho. And a runner, yeah. But, uh, did I see quoted that Southgate came out and said he can't see a way that Grealish, Foden and Mount would play together? I don't think I've... I've certainly not seen that, but... See that that's been it's the too big... many players who want balls of feet. Yeah, well, that's it. It's it's see for me. There, there is a way I think you can get them in the team, but it would require Mason Mount to play deep. Yeah, and that's not his position. But I'm not against him deep. Either. Well, I am, but just think there's better players to do it. And it goes back to that thing you were saying before about being pragmatic. If you had to play a player in front of the back four, in a because the thing is, if you play Phillips, the other thing, the other benefit about playing Phillips is that it releases Declan Rice a little bit. And it allows Declan Rice to go and play a little bit further forwards. Yeah, absolutely. Which that. is which is one thing that I think will be going through his head. There was one thing I kind of wondered about with regards to the back three scenario. Mm. Is there a thought potentially that we could play with a back two and Declan Rice sitting very deep so that it becomes a three when we have the ball? What, like, that's kind of like Chile did, isn't it? Yeah, let's go Bielsa on their asses. Mm-mm. I don't think that's anyone's how we, that's heart. How we, that's how we avoid the disastrous yeah, three. I don't three think anyone's heart in this country could handle the stress. I could of that. I could I handle mean, it. We've got. We haven't got Gary Medell. Gary Medell's a genius at that, <laughs> at that formation. Gary Medell. Absolute terrier, just kicking, biting. Oh, I am. Um, I think the beauty about this England squad, though, and Gareth Southgate and the plan that he's put put in place, is that you can start one game with a formation. And the next game are completely different. Yep. And, and I, there's I, also I, players who can change it yeah, in-game as well. I think it's fantastic. So I think there's a lot of options, which I think is where the optimism, not in this room, comes from. Um, <laughs> can I just say, though, I think me and you are optimistic. Oh, compared to him. I'm just saying, I didn't even... Because I didn't call him England boring. I don't think they'll be boring. I'm saying a lot of people are out there saying they're boring, and I'm saying what he's doing is the right thing. Oh, yeah, I do as so, well. But there was a period under Southgate where we were scoring loads of goals, yeah. and then I think he quickly realised actually that's not. It was like when we played Kosovo, then we beat Kosovo five three. Yeah, Kosovo shouldn't. Southampton, yeah. Saint Mary's. Kosovo shouldn't be scoring three goals against us. No, no, they should not. So that. So yeah. would you rather be Kosovo one nil, two nil, and everyone goes you're boring, or go into a tournament conceding well, it's three not, goals? It's not old fashioned arguments, is it? I think for, for England fans, you just want to win. That's yeah. what breeds confidence. Yeah. That's what breeds the mood. That's what bred that whole thing in 2018. We weren't. I don't think we were terrible. I don't think we played terrible. I mean, before. we put six past Panama for yeah, a laugh, little slug nil up at half time. Not L- bothered, were we? Little slugs. Yeah. Um, Send them packing with their hats. Yeah, take your hats. Yeah. It's off. I, I think right back up that canal. <laughs> I think <laughs> you just want a competitive England, and England just haven't been competitive, or they've just floundered so much and been so scared that Portugal 2006 quarter final, timid, really timid. We beat Croatia. I, I think so as well. We beat Croatia. Don't listen to him over there. They've got no man, no man, no man. Zukic retired. Rakitic retired. Centre halves are Lovren and Vida. 
You're telling me Kane and Grealish and that aren't going to run rings around them? Wasn't that the centre-halves who beat us in the World Cup? Who cares? They had Rakitic and Mandzukic then, though. Um, what, who was Mandzukic? But the third of the back three, was he? <laughs> Modric is shattered. The poor lad is dead on his feet. He's been shattered for years. To be fair, I've heard his arms hurting from his jab because he was one of the first who got it. He's that old these days, isn't he? Um, I, I... I really, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of loath to be down on the England team because there is so much to like about it, and you know my, <laughs> my love for Jack Grealish is, is so. You love like, them when like, fourteen. To I, be I've been banging on about. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm, all, it's all like the discovery of the century, but I have been gone heavy on Jack Grealish for a long, long time. It's poster in your room, isn't it? Oh God, so there's drawings of him in the, oh, in God, the bedside don't, table. Don't go too far. Um, but watching Grealish for the last two friendlies. I was just like, oh, he's just so fun to watch. He's so fun. And my real, real kind of thing is I just don't think Southgate's going to start him. Yeah, that was the thing. There was a thing in the Athletic that was around. Southgate's been heavily involved in this sort of um, delivery of training through England's youth. So, yep. like, the the sort of programme they have in place. The England DNA. Yeah, and Grealish wasn't an English youth player. He didn't have much fun in the under-21s with Boothroyd. He had an argument with him, didn't get that many caps. It's not a shock. Spent three years in the championship recently, and he's he's in there because he's absolutely forced his way in there. I, I don't... I genuinely... I've said this to you before, not on the podcast, and completely sober as well. I think Jack Grealish is the best player in the Premier League. I really do. I really think he's the best player in the league. He's not, but just it's a, it's a, so good. He's unplayable on his he day. He is unbelievable. Yeah. And the other thing as well is he's the type of player who can go, just give me the ball. Yeah, yeah. Like, just give me it. Like, we need to get over there, so just give me it and yeah. I'll do it. And he's, I just lo- and I love players yeah, like that. Class. And he's got a bit of an edge about him. Yeah. And he he'll win on the edge. loads of free kicks. And if we've done our whole love train thing again, then we're yeah. going to score so many headers off free kicks. Yeah. Although we've got no one to do it because Maguire's not in there. But still. Well, let's move on then from England because I mean, they'll, they'll, you're getting me down they'll be out in about two weeks anyway oh, so I wouldn't God. worry about it uh, what games are we looking forward to of the ones that we already know about what are we looking forward to chaps so Ryan. obvious is England Scotland anything from Portugal France and Germany but to keep it short and sweet Dan I'm looking forward to North Macedonia versus Austria. I'm absolutely <laughs> horny for the whole goddamn thing. Horny me any game. This is like episode 114 or something, and no one has said horny on this I podcast. I am so time horny. And now you've said for, it. I mean, we've for gone me. back a year for a start. I'm so horny for Euro 2020. All of it. I want to see Goran Pandev. I want to see anybody and everyone. Pandev is lovely. I, I, uh, I. Not quite horny, but I am very excited of seeing. We'll get horny. I'm excited of seeing Finland. I want Finland, to see Finland in there. Pookie. Pookie up top. Oh, Yari Lettinen just in behind him. No, Yari's not there anymore, unfortunately. No. no. It's a bit of a shame. Well, you um, were being slightly tongue in cheek there, Ryan. Slightly I wasn't. Sli- no, 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 no. You were being slightly facetious. But you raise a very valid point. As do you, Anthony, we're talking about Finland. Mm. We said during the predictions show, we were asking if we'd enjoyed this season it's been a difficult season to watch as a football fan to a degree we were saying I think we we all kind of agreed the thing we're looking forward to most in a way about the Euros was the randomness of some of the games that they're just not games that we normally see like Scotland like (laughs) 
we've got a lot of Scottish listeners. We have as well. I really uh, apologise to all the Scottish <laughs> listeners who are listening. Get it up, yeah. <laughs> the McListeners, they're not going to be happy with that. Um, but no, in all seriousness, there are some random games. That even things like Poland versus Slovenia, for example, you're looking at Croatia versus Czech Republic, Hungary versus France, Wales versus Switzerland, Belgium versus Russia. We're not getting them every week, are we? In the uh, in in the Premier League, not necessarily. No, and, and, uh, and this Wales, play- Wales versus Italy, that'd be a good game. Yes, be a very yes. Good game. I I put a little cross next to that one. And mm-hmm. uh, Turkey versus Italy, which is on the eleventh of They've June. They've also done very well to get the Slovenia game in there, considering Slovenia didn't qualify. <laughs> but did I say Slovenia? Yeah. Who was I talking about? Slovakia. <laughs> Mate, honestly, I'm you just... really don't want to get them mixed up. To be honest. <laughs> Well, they don't even share a border, do they? I'm not sure, but I don't think you want to get mixed up. I also don't think there's Ukraine, any... Holland will just be... Yes. Absolute... Fireworks. Yeah. For no reason. Turkey, Wales, that could be interesting as well. Um, Netherlands versus Austria. All of it? Towards Tell me the you're not end... horny now. Look at Pop. <laughs> <laughs> um, none of the England games, though, because they're going to be I'll terrible in all that. of them. Um, so, that they're some of the games that we're looking forward to. England's first game is on Sunday against Croatia. We've all discussed how we're going to line up. To wrap us up then, chaps, how do we get on in that game? Hit me with a score and a score now. 3-0. To Croatia. (laughs) 3-0 England. 3-0 England. Get us off to a flyer. (laughs) 3-0. Ain't no stopping us now. We're on the... uh, Ryan? I agree. Um, 2-1 England. Oh, look, he's going to go like, oh, like 4 0 Croatia. Uh, 2 1 Croatia. Oh. We'll go 1 0 up. Davos oh, that's even worse, Danny. That's so bad. <laughs> we'll go 1 0 up. <laughs> Time and Mings with sent off. <laughs> you should really do your predictions first because. Yeah. My 3 0. But... How can he be different if he goes first? Uh, that's true. My 3 0 would sound so good. It sounded so good. Just being contrary. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Um, lads, I think we'll wrap us up there. I'm sure the listeners are. I mean, to be honest with you, the math first match is probably kicked still off. listening at this stage, I'll be absolutely <laughs> amazed. The people who are still listening, we thank you. You deserve our highest praise for sticking with us for this long. Um, chaps, thank you very much. Enjoy the tournament. I'll be with you both tomorrow night to watch the opener. Yeah, and we're back on th- Friday. Friday, we're back. Next Friday next we are Friday, with more yeah. Euros chat. We're back on Monday mm, with our um, with our next interview. Back on Monday, our interview with former Liverpool forward David Fairclough. So there's something to look forward to there. Absolutely on Monday, and then as Ant so correctly points out, we'll be back every Friday throughout the tournament. Be a little bit shorter than this one. Don't worry about oh, that. Oh yeah, this is a bumper special, <laughs> uh, and we'll probably do another bumper special right at the end. Um, but yeah, as Anne says, they'll be a little bit shorter as we move through the tournament, but no less exciting. It's coming home. It's coming thank you, home. Uh, thank you. It's coming. Thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at Mark underscore man. Don't forget to use the hashtag Waste the Talking Lads. Enjoy the tournament. You all deserve to. Thanks for listening. Love to get me waistcoat. <laughs> get me suit measured. Thank you.